With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Join the judgment-free zone today. Deal ends Thursday, August 10. See Home Club for details. Ah, welcome to Inundated. I'm Karen Curtis. And I'm Wendy Grossman. A couple things I want to say to start this thing off. We're going to talk about our favorite topic, men. <laughs> and... I know we're going to have a sex therapist on soon, but, um, and you told me that she's going to tell me that I, sh- it's different having an orgasm with a man than with my sex toy. And I just was going to tell you that I'm going to tell her, A, I know where my sex toy is at all times. Mm-hmm. I don't get an STD from my sex toy. My sex toy works 100% of the time and it's quick. Right. And it's not messy. And I don't have to make it dinner or do its laundry. Well, you are not in the minority on that at all. Because when I did speak to her about this, she said that that is a way women feel now because they're so disgruntled by going online dating and what happens and they're annoyed by it and they just don't want to deal with it anymore. So people are living, they say, uh, blissfully single is like the new term and it's becoming a whole thing that women that can get men, they just don't want to deal with them. They're done. Other women who have men... They want to keep them. And so what's the one strategy that you have to keep a man? Okay, this is a strategy that we <laughs> were discussing. And it comes from uh, a radio DJ in Australia. And he said that he has a... Ooh, down under. He has a foolproof way to ensure that you're never going to get cheated on by any guy ever, 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 ever. So, of course, that, that headline just grabs you. So I start reading further. And he says, as long as your man leaves the house, balls empty. You will never have to worry about him straying if he goes to a party or goes out without you or does anything like that. And he says this is a foolproof way that there's no way it backfires. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love it. Remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the Batman movie? I think it was Batman and Robin. And he was the blue bald man, (laughs) Mr. Arctic or something. He slept with the maid in his own bed, Maria Shriver's bed, and got her pregnant. I mean, he's a blue bald man. What the heck? <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, you know, keep them happy. But I still think they will. I think 100% all men will stray if they have the chance to stray. They will do it if they think no one is going to find out about it. I would say women probably, too. I would yeah. think the same for women. I think women are just as dissatisfied with monogamy as men. I think it's a misnomer to think it's only the men. But this uh, DJ was getting into the whole, his whole theory about going out. And he was saying, so one of the questions that people were asking is, how long does it last? So if, how long? How long are the balls empty? Right. So he says it's it's for one night only. So basically that means you have to send. send I'm exhausted thinking about it. Anyway. So you found this great sound from Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Mr. Peterson, how about a kiss for daddy? Remember that from Ferris Bueller? <laughs> Mr. Peterson. It's Mr. Peterson on the phone. Uh, anyway, he's a clinical psychologist. You may have heard of him. He's a podcaster, best-selling author. He wrote 12 Rules for Life, which I probably could write my own book on just like two rules for life. Make it easier. Men always have to complicate it. You'd have to have 12. I mean, there's only 10 commandments for God's sakes. 
Beyond Order, and then Christ Revealed. I don't know. So then he's talking about men. And this is a really interesting angle that he has on men and availability of men and how women select men. I'm just going to let him speak for himself. Here is Dr. Jordan Peterson. So women rate 80% of men online as below average in attractiveness, whereas men rate 50% of women as below average in attractiveness. And so what that means is that the attention of women in an open mating market is focused on a very small percentage of men. And what's happening in colleges and universities where women dominate in terms of proportion of population is that all the women are chasing a very small number of men. So most of the men have no partners at all. And some of the men have more partners than they know what to do with. And so those men pursue short-term mating strategies, which is not so good for the women because they just as soon have an actual relationship. But then you might ask, well, what does it do to the men? And that's easy, is that it trains them to adopt antisocial short-term mating strategies. And that's really bad practice because if you practice exploiting people for your momentary gratification, then you'll become an expert at that. Men. Well, that pretty much sums it up that we always say there's so many great available women and it's like two two girls for every guy. Is that a Beach Boy song? I feel like... Well, it sounds like there's plenty of men. It's just that we're not interested in them. <laughs> well, and the ones we're interested in are sociopaths. Right. Well, the ones that you're interested in, though, are the ones that are the highest of the thing. So they get their pick and then they can act like the players or whatever they want to do and they can, you know, carry on. But for women, it's not so easy. But it's true. that It's slim pickings, right? Yeah. I mean, this guy's saying it's scientifically true. Wait, so what are the 12 rules? And is that just for men or is it for men and women? It's for both. So here you go. I knew you were going to ask me. So number one, stand up straight. Good posture. You're slouching, uh, you know, with your shoulders back, if you can. Some people are, like, slouched all their life. They can't put them back. Number two, treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping. So, yeah, no one else is helping me. I guess I am responsible. Three, make friends with people who want the best for you. That's true, because people who don't want the best for you, you really don't want them in your life. Four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to someone else and who they are today, which is really important. I was just telling my daughter that. Don't compare yourself to other people. You are unique. Everyone's unique. Five, do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. <laughs> How do I stop that from happening? I don't know. Oh, my God. I said hello to my child's teacher. Like, the last day of school, goodbye, and have a great summer. And I was, like, you know, lambasted in the car. Why? Because I'm embarrassing. You embarrassed him because you said, but what, did he think you were hitting on the teacher? Was it a female? No, it's a female. Oh, my God. Uh, six, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. So that means, it doesn't mean clean your house. It means, you know, make sure your side of the street is clean. So I'm in the program as someone who's sober. You always have to, don't take other people's inventory because you need to worry about your own inventory. Seven, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Very good one. I like that. It doesn't say anything about being self-aware, though. Uh, eight, tell the truth or at least don't lie. So omission is a bit of not telling the truth, but you don't, you know what I mean? It, no, I understand what he's saying. It's different. Nine, assume that the person you're listening to might know something you don't. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, that means like actively listen to them. Yeah. Because a lot of times we're having conversations with people and you're not really paying attention to what they're saying. You're hearing them, but you're not listening. Exactly. Because you're thinking about what you're going to say next. 
like I'm doing right or now. Or what you're having for dinner. <laughs> I'm always like, what am I going to order at this restaurant? I'm thinking, what do they have? If my friends talk about where they're going for dinner, I'll stalk the restaurant while I'm at work, like the entire time. I'll stalk the menu. I'm saying like the entire day. I'm like, hmm, we get there. I'm like still looking at it. I'm not sure what I want. I've only looked at this 12 times. Yeah, shut up. I want to order. <laughs> Be precise in your speech. Well, we do that. Uh, don't bother children. When they are skateboarding, that's number 11. What? This guy's weird. This is Dr. Peterson's list of 12 rules you need. And 12, pet a cat when you encounter one in the street. I have a tip. Never pet a burning dog. Have you done that? It sounds like you're saying that from experience. (laughs) That seems dumb. I've, I've seen better lists. I think my uh, my they, my kids go to a charter school and they uh, base the whole charter school on the seven daily habits. You know that book, the seven you know the seven habits of highly effective people. I think those seven are are actually better than this list. But yeah, we're gonna speak with a player. By the way, his name is Brad. It's not Brad Pitt, but we will speak to him momentarily because he gets all the women. And we're going to find out what it's like to be that kind of a man who's the peacock and all the little other little female peacocks want to be part of his little, in his orbit. But um, was there anything else you found in research around here that you wanted to talk about before we get Brad on the horn? Yeah, well, it was just that um, a lot of uh, women have been going on TikTok saying that they get these guys, I guess they call them the zombies, that come back after a certain amount of time. But they're talking a couple months, weeks, maybe a year at best. This one girl had a guy on uh, message her after six years. <laughs> and he says that he can't stop thinking about her and all this stuff. So she went viral on TikTok because she showed all the screenshots of the message. And she said, and people ask me why I'm single. She said, I'm single. You know, guys say that women are crazy and clingy. And she said, what does what <laughs> makes a woman crazy? A man. So she said, I'm going to take the man out of my life and then I'm not going to be crazy or clingy or any of that kind of stuff. But she's saying it's all these people, the, the guys are worse than the girls when it comes to this kind of stuff. And why do they keep, why would you even have somebody's number after six years? Well, when we were talking to Mr. P, remember we were talking about going together. Um, I was talking to my dad, who's 89, about it. He, when he was younger, they would go steady. So that's kind of interesting. What does that mean? We're going to be steady and steady as she goes. But when you go together, sometimes it takes a while for people to, for it to like click that you're interested in them. And I remember I told the story about the kid that asked me to go with him in the fifth grade and he put a note in my locker and like six months later, I finally put a note in his locker, said, okay. And he was so mad at me that it took me so long to get back to him. He wouldn't even talk to me. Right. Okay. Well, you got to do it on their timeline, not yours. But this uh, thing, this viral TikTok says, uh, the girl says, the number one thing that makes women crazy is men. So resolving not to date them is the sanest thing you can do. Why are you crazy? Women are choosing to be single. It's all over the internet. Single women are blissfully happy and fulfilled because they don't have some man making them crazy. (laughs) So like, we'll have to go back to the sex therapist on this because she says that you cannot just have a sex toy and, and swear off men forever because it's not healthy. Well, we're going to go back to Mr. P. Remember Mr. P last week? We are not dating. <laughs> it's a definite no-go on that, that that dating front, but we enjoyed having him on the show. Maybe we'll have him back because he had some good, uh, you know, good input, put it that way. But, um, you know, anything, anytime we can hear from a man, it's helpful because I think we don't communicate very well with men sometimes we're just too afraid we might say the wrong thing or they won't be interested in us 
And it's funny because now that I'm, I decided I needed to go back on Bumble. I haven't been looking no. at all for the show just to see or whatever. But now that I'm doing it, I'm sort of looking at more from a lens of like trying to get research and talk to people and say things that I normally wouldn't do. A couple interesting things that happened to me this week. Um, let's start with uh, with this guy. I don't know, Dave. That's his name. So you know, hi, hey, you, hey, sexy. Your pictures look great. Da 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 da. What's your work schedule like? This kind of thing. What are you up to? And then he says right away, what are you looking for here? And I write back to meet a nice guy and meet new people, see where it goes. Nothing crazy. Just to have your babies. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he says, I'm looking for something playful and casual. Maybe Uh, maybe we can be ongoing friends with benefits. Just right out there. This is literally like line two of the conversation. So I wrote, gotcha. And he wrote, why is that not for you? And I said, well, probably not. I'm on here to actually date, but I do appreciate your honesty. So then he writes back, well, why don't you take my number and stay in touch just in case? So then I questioned him and I said, all right, are you single? Like not married? Because this was a little strange to me. In line two of the conversation, he said, what are you looking for? And I'm saying just to meet new people and see where it goes. And he's already trying with that. So I thought maybe he was married. He says, no, I'm not married, but we'll see. So anyway, now I can, I can um, put him, I can bench him for a booty call when needed. And then another one, I thought this was kind of funny. Um, he uh, messaged me, um, I would like to see a verified photo. <laughs> what does that mean? So, so I said, what does that mean? I wrote question mark. I don't even know what you're saying. And he says, it's a thing they have you do on Bumble to make sure you're not a scam or a robot. Want to do a quick video chat with me? This should establish whether or not you're a human or an AI. So I wrote, LOL. Oh my gosh. I'm human. I promise. Has this happened to you a lot? And he says, no, it was just recommended that I do this. So I ended up, I, he was like, can I call you? I had literally just walked my dog. You know how it just rains here every afternoon. I was far away from the house. I looked like I was in my pajamas, like wet hair, no makeup readers on. I just like, I don't care. I'm just doing this for, you know, to get research, figure out what these guys are thinking. So I said, sure. So he, he, calls me right away and we start talking and I said have you been taken like scammed by the robots and whatever and he says no 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 that's never happened to me and obviously had to have happened to him if he was this crazy about it but he wanted to talk in person no did he whip out his thing no and that's uh, what I would think no he didn't know it was not inappropriate at all he's he's wants to go on a date he's planned this whole day and whatever (laughs) so um you know he seemed you know nice enough and he you know Seemed okay, but it was funny because uh, during the conversation, I must have asked him like 14 questions, just trying to kind of see where he's at, what, how long he's been dating. and I've, I, Normal me, normal me, never talk to somebody like that and never question them like this. And I'm thinking, what is this guy doing? He's answering every question. We were on the phone, I want to say, for like 40 minutes. And I felt like I... W- I would assume that I was crazy with all these questions. I've never even met him. So it's funny to see I was acting in a way I would never normally act and ask, asking direct questions I would never normally ask somebody without meeting them first. He answered every single one of them, was happy to talk, and I was like, oh, yeah, men just love to talk about themselves, I guess. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I would, The, the way I was talking to him, I would think I was psycho. That's really interesting because... Um you're doing things for research for the show that you normally wouldn't do. So you're not being yourself, which is kind of interesting because you're learning about yourself and that maybe you should do this, you know, in the future. Right. And one of the things I think that I should ask people is what are you looking for? 
I would never normally say that. I'm usually like, oh, how's your day? This, that, and the other. I don't get direct to the point. I don't do I any do. of that till I meet them. Yeah. If I meet them, because like, I figure what's the deal. Well, I figure why waste your time unless you meet them, and you have to really know in person if it clicks or not. So I don't want to waste my time with all these questions. I don't care, but I'm realizing that it's it's okay, and people don't seem to mind at all what you ask them. And this guy stayed on the phone, and I switched. I kept flipping the camera because I was kind of taking notes while he was talking about what he was <laughs> saying because I thought it would be good to look some of the stuff up. Yeah, and n- not one question, nothing didn't like it wasn't out of the n- norm at all. So maybe people don't really do this. Well, that's why this podcast is good and like Sex in the City because we're not in the room with other people on their first date, so we don't know how other people interact and how they go about their first date. We just know how we do it. And so you were doing something different, which may be a common thing that everyone else does, and you just don't do it. But here's something interesting. My dad, who's 89, he started going to the senior center, the Mayvolan Senior Center. And he had initially gone to our pool. We live in a 55 and over. And the women, oh, it's the case again, one man for a bunch of women, right? And I just said, before he went to the pool and before he went to Mayvolan, I said, just be Socratic and answer their questions with a question. Don't tell them all about yourself because then that's going to rip around the whole pool and the whole senior center and everyone's going to know your stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And so one way is if they start asking you a lot of questions, you just ask them a question back is what I find is interesting. Right, but I'm saying I'm just shooting, firing yeah. question after question after question. The guy's answering it. it like like, like as if I'm not psycho. And I'm thinking, how does this person not think I'm crazy? I've never even met him. That's fine. But yeah, he must have been taken by a bot, something. But see, I'm telling my dad not to answer your questions. Right. But do you ask when you go on a profile and you start talking to somebody, do you ask them right away, what's your intention? Yeah. What are you looking for? Yes. Yes, I do. I want to know, you know, what it, what's going on, dude? <laughs> What's happening? Why why are you on here? You're obviously attractive. Why are you single? I usually ask, you know, what's going on? How long was your last relationship? What happened? You know, I want to find out. So, and then another one that I messaged started messaging me. And the first thing he said was, I want to know why you picked me. Because it was on Bumble where the girls pick the guys. And I said, um... Oh, because I liked your picture. You're obviously good looking. And I loved what you wrote on your profile because I think it said he was a work in progress. I said, I, I often feel that way. And I definitely liked that line that you're a work in progress. So he said, OK, that's cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's exchange numbers and uh, I'll, I'll text you later. He did. I was out with my friends for dinner. He had said to me, why don't you text me when you get home? I was like, great. Never did. Went to bed. And the next morning I woke up and he said, it's really interesting. I, I just, you know, I, I was waiting for your text last night and never came in. <laughs> like he was almost yelling at oh, me. Lord. So I, I found that a little bit rude. And I said, well, there was a big game on last night. It was the Stanley Cup finals. Like I was up late, out late. I was not, you know, going to start texting somebody late at night. And I said, oh, well, I was out late watching a game that went very late. And uh, I apologized because I wanted to see, keep the conversation going to see what it was. I thought... I thought his message seemed a little strange. Then the text was even weirder because he was kind of yelling at me or I took it as him yelling at me. And he wrote, "Okay, well, I hope you have a great day. Please text me later so we can have a phone call. I'd like to talk to you in person. He just sounded way intense. So I was like, well, normally after somebody is yelling at me on text that I've never met, I would never text them again. But it's a bit controlling. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to call. I'm going to text the guy and have him call me or call him or whatever it is just to kind of get a feel for him. So he starts telling me about how I said, why are you single? Again, questions I would never ask somebody normally. And he says to me, well, I'm so self-aware. 
that it's very difficult for me to find a partner or anybody who's as self-aware as I am. So it's very lonely being self-aware. And I said, oh, it's very lonely at the top. And again, just went on and on and on about how he's done all this therapy and he's this and he's that. And I was thinking, oh my gosh. But I guess people, who knows? People must listen to it. He's contemplating the fuzz in his navel, it sounds like. Oh my God. No, thank you. So it's very lonely at the top to be so self-aware. But can you imagine? I was thinking, oh my God. So you never know what you're going to get when you get out there. But I will say if you if you are a type of person who's curious and want to know what's what's somebody's deal and whatever, go ahead and ask them because they will not think it's strange. And they <laughs> definitely will answer you. Now, I'm sure people are saying I'm looking for a relationship. Maybe they're not. I don't know that I would take everything, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I don't know that I'd believe everything people are saying. But it it's kind of refreshing. I'm glad that guy said to me, look, I'm looking for a friend with benefits. Here's my number. Should you ever need one, give me a call. Great. Talk to you later. Bye. I got a friend with benefits in my drawer pal thanks no but you know the more questions they answer which is my advice is to not as what i told my dad but then and you must listen and you know comprehend everything they're telling you because then in the future you'll have conversations again and these things will come up and if they lied their answers aren't going to sync up and you're going to know so it's good to get a lot of answers to questions in the beginning and then if they're consistent then you have an idea that you're dealing with someone who's being honest with you right but you don't want to feel like you're interviewing the person why not it's and a job it's a little i don't know i wouldn't appreciate people asking me a lot of personal questions i don't like to give personal information out to anybody like i said then unless say i really that. Need them. say that okay say no i don't want to answer but how about you so we'll see yeah I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I guess that was a good lesson to learn is that I guess you should feel free to ask whatever you want and as many questions as you want because they certainly don't care. You know, I was caught by this guy that said that he was really self-aware. So I wanted to know, you know, what is self-awareness? And it's the ability to focus on yourself, which men usually do, and how your actions, thoughts, or emotions do or do not align with your internal standards. So why is it important? Um, so the, according to the Uric group, they researched and it indicates that you look inward, you clarify your values, which is important, you know, to have values and a moral compass, feelings and behaviors, strengths and weaknesses. You're able to recognize the effect that we have on others. And I think that's important because people aren't going to remember what you said or what you did. They're going to remember how you made them feel basically in life. That's how it works. Right. Oprah always says that. Uh, Does she? Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh, well, shoot. Um, but um, people with self-awareness, this thing found, are happier and have better relationships. So this guy may not be... Better relationships. I never met him. I He said, text me after the game. I wrote, okay, I didn't. And then he I woke up to a text that said, I was waiting for your text to come. It never came. I, I'm not sure why you didn't text me. Kind of like, rude. Well, <laughs> get the next sentence. They also experience a sense of personal and social control. Yeah as well as higher job satisfaction. You know, we look outward, we understand how people view us. People who are aware of how people see them are more likely to be empathetic to people with different perspectives. Oh, yeah. And also, not only did he yell at me, he sort of insulted me. <laughs> I forgot about this part till you just said that about his job because he said, oh, you work in radio. I said, yes. And he says, oh, I um, I have done, I, was, I used to be a DJ, but a real one, not one at a radio station. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, no, he meant like in a club. He spent he spins records. No, and I said no. I get it. You spin records, and he goes no, like a real one, like like a real. I was like, uh. <laughs> he looks like Rico Suave. I'm sorry. If, is that the kind of guy you like that look? I thought he was good looking. I actually, when, when I clicked, swiped, swiped right and I saw that he clicked on me, I was happy. Yeah, I thought he was good looking, but he is a little, I don't know. I think he's tightly cheesy. wound. Very tightly wound. I don't need that. He's like, so this whole podcast was going to be centered around a man who's a player and we were going to ask him questions and he got caught in some sort of... Well, we can't. We don't want to tell you what he does for a living. A work, th- a work fire. We'll just call it. But uh, we got played by the player. Yeah. So that's what happens, ladies. This is exact. How per- how fitting. We got played by my player. And I've seen his picture. He's very good looking. He's you know built. He's always got a good looking girlfriend. He's probably out with some girl right now. He's probably banging his secretary. <laughs> I don't think you could call them secretaries anymore, right? <laughs> All right. She's taking dictation. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to come to a, an end of this show. So I don't know what we're going to call it. I think two guys for every girl. I don't know. Something like that. The male dilemma. I like that too, but we'll come up with something. But thanks for listening. And if you liked it, please, we're on every platform. Spotify, Apple, iHeart, boo, boo, boo. Download, subscribe, give us five stars. Also go to our Instagram page, Inundated Podcast. You can see our pictures there. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. The Sex Therapist.